0: Welcome to my MacD Life and powered by the Support Sight Foundation. This podcast is about macular degeneration and the devastating impact it has on millions of people and their families every single day, 365 days a year. Our mission is simple to bring hope, optimism, perspective, and education to our listeners. So tune in, buckle up, and put your listening ears on. Here are your hosts, Don Prawl and Sean Doyle.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to my Mac D life. I'm your co-host, Sean Doyle, professional speaker, trainer, and book author. And I'm here today with my co-host, the lovely and talented, the amazing, the incredible, the irreplaceable. Don Prawl, the founder and executive director of the Support Site Foundation, and a visionary. Hey,
2: Don. Hey, Sean. Hi, everyone. We're happy you've joined us. We're excited to bring you some great information, education, and inspiration. We really want to make a difference in the life of people who are suffering with MACD, and we call it My MACD Life. And Don, one other thing. What's that, Sean? We're We're
1: going going to have... have
2: Fun! <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing today, Sean?
1: I'm doing great. I'm just so curious. What, what do we got on the shoes? our expert for today on the show?
2: Well, our expert today is the uh, president of Sparrow, who, mm. by the way, is the leading manufacturer of, of all the assistive technology devices out there to help people uh, with everyday tasks. So he's got a lot of really great history. He's been in the business for a while. He's really an expert on the whole spectrum of what's out there for, for people to use and help them read, watch TV, pictures of the grandkids, all the things that are important to people that it's really challenging when you have MACD. So I, I really hope, uh, well, I know our listeners are going to tune into Richard. I they're
1: going to really enjoy it.
2: They're going to love him.
1: Yeah. So I think we should just like get the rocket going ro- and just push, ignite and go, right?
2: Absolutely. We have ignition. Ready, set, go. Stay with us. Support for today's My MagD Life podcast comes from Healthy Vision Association, Novartis, Sparrow, Centric Bank, and Hinkelstein & Associates. So this is the part where, you know, we kind of go back and forth on different things that have occurred to us, what's on our mind. You know, I know you like to call it what a week, but sometimes I don't break things up into weeks. They're like in much bigger chunks.
1: So Don, what's, what's going through that, that amazing brain of yours right now? Oh, thank you for that. What have you been thinking about?
2: Well, here it is. I've been thinking about energy. Hmm. So, and let me explain to you before your crazy little mind goes off in about 30 million directions, which I love about How you. How did you know? I've
1: already thought about five.
2: <laughs> I love that about She's you.
1: energy. I know.
2: I love that about you. I'm talking about, I'm talking about energy in trying to figure things out. Okay. So let me lay it out. So undoubtedly, when you're first diagnosed or when a patient is first diagnosed with macular degeneration, it's devastating.
1: It's got to be so devastating.
2: We at the Support Site Foundation get so many calls on a regular basis saying, I, my doctor just told me I have macular degeneration and I'm going to lose my sight. What do I do? So how it relates to energy is it takes energy to figure out what to do next. It takes energy to figure out what resources are out there, like my Mac D life, this podcast, or, or handouts or, you know, um, frequently asked questions to ask your doctor, or, you know, just to even sort it all out. And when you can't see, no matter what level of low vision you have, it's even more challenging to access, you know, your computer, the internet the, you know, the written materials that might be there. So it's harder, or it can be more challenging, which is why we always say that, you know, macular degeneration affects not just the individual, but entire families. So I've been thinking about even in my own life, and I'm cited, okay, how much energy it takes me to even get like a car insurance quote, or you know, I want to buy a new bed, okay, just to research how I'm going to buy a new bed. Yeah. So, so what do you think about not just energy to find out more about the disease and how, what do you do next and what steps you take and resources out there and how do you gather all that, but just the energy that it takes to do things with low vision? Well, I think
1: I, I've always said that I think that the that- because I wrote a whole book about productivity, I've often thought that people are either night owls or early birds. And I've always said, you know, when I do training and speaking and and in my books, that if you're an early bird, do those difficult things early when you have the most energy. If you're a night owl and you're like, wow, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, I'm like in the zone at, you know, almost midnight, then do those things in the afternoon. So what I'm basically saying is to pick a time zone that's what we call our maximum productivity zone (MPZ). So, what's your maximum productivity zone? I'm not necessarily a morning person, so I'm much better off doing something in the early afternoon because that's when I'm at my peak. If I got up at you know six thirty in the morning and did, I'd be like, oh, you know, I just I don't have the energy yet. So, I think one strategy is to pick when is your MPZ, your maximum productivity zone, uh, to do that. And the second thing I would suggest is to get an advocate with you, and I'm sure you've talked about this many times, Don, is to say, well, let me get somebody to help me because I think that a helper is someone who's going to pull you up and say, come on, you can do this or I'll help you or I'll I'll look for you or I'll sit beside you while you look or I'll I'll help you on the, you know, whatever it is, but just having an advocate or a person that has your back, I find they can, when you have low energy, they can pull you up and raise your energy level. So those are the two big ones that I I think. But Don, what are your thoughts? What what would be one of the keys do you think for our listeners in terms of getting that energy to fight the good fight?
2: Well, I, I think what an awesome suggestion for folks out there who are listening and, and really for anyone. Just exactly what you said. I mean, I, I love what I also love about you is that you you can give really concrete, simple, not complicated suggestions and ideas for people. And that's really what we want to try to do. We want to do that here on My MACD Life is some takeaways.
1: All about the tools.
2: Yeah. I'm not compelled to add anything more to what you you suggested. Those are two simple takeaways. And I think I would just tie it up in a nice tidy bow and say this, don't be afraid to ask for help.
1: I think that's a great one. And if you would like to know a little more about your productivity or maximum productivity zone. We do have a, an excerpt uh, for you on mymacdlife.org. You can go and pick that up.
2: Thanks, Sean. This is great. Thank you. Hey, everybody. We've got a great guest today on My Life. We're bringing Richard Tapping, who's vice president of Vespero, to all of you today. And the topic that we think you're all going to really enjoy and learn more about is assistive technology. And Richard, that's the space in which he is a leader and an expert, and we're going to have a conversation with him about that. Hi, Richard.
3: Hey, Dawn. How are you?
2: I'm great. How are you today? Very well. Very well. Good, good. Thanks for joining us. So you heard my preamble, so I think it makes sense for you to just kind of take it. From here and in the conversation, and explain to our listeners what is assistive technology and who is Vespero?
3: Yeah, so let's start with who is Vespero. So, Vespero is an umbrella company for four or five different companies that manufacture solutions for those with, with vision loss. Some of those brands include Freedom Scientific, Optilec, and Enhanced Vision. Uh, those are the most prominent that we have. And these brands manufacture tools that, as people may lose, may lose some vision or all the vision, these companies have products and tools that can help you know, provide access for folks that still want to read their mail or read a book, read the newspaper, do their own banking, use a computer, have access to email, uh, things of that nature. So, I mean, we've, we've been doing these tools now for, uh, I think, 40, 45 years wow and the technology has really come a long way and people should really perhaps think about these tools as a way to accommodate or provide a visual enhancements that they may have lost through their vision loss so macular degeneration macd probably one of the most prominent ones that exists and that's kind of where it stops when once a patient you know finds out or gets newly diagnosed with with macular degeneration they're often not told that you know, these types of tools do exist because the doctor wants to try and solve the issue. They want to try and cure the loss of eyesight. And they cannot do that, not in all in all cases. And there's not a lot of ed- education or awareness then for the patient to help them overcome, you know, those those daily challenges uh, related to, to vision loss. Everything is simple from, you know, is this envelope, is this mail for me or not? You know, it would be one of the simple ones, setting your temperature on your thermometer, you know, getting your Getting that right—that's—I struggle to see that, and I have no vision loss. <laughs> so, right. you know, these these tools are incredibly important to daily functioning as people get diagnosed and start to experience some vision loss. But one of the largest things I find is that because of that lack of awareness, you know, people have no idea that there are tools that absolutely do help and reinstate, reinstall the independence that someone may have lost over, you know, division loss.
2: Right. So Richard, you know, a couple of things I want to pick up on that you said, and then let's circle back to the company, Visparo. So 45 years ago, you know, it occurs to me what was going on then that someone recognized that this technology could help people with low vision and people who can't see to, you know, do their activities of daily life, like reading, watching TV, etc. So, it was created 45 years ago. Technology changes a lot, you know, but if you can't see very well and you're older, like with macular degeneration, is it really a computer or how's the technology part fit in?
3: Well, let's, let's discuss, you know, what does it mean to have macular degeneration? What, you know, let's try and define yeah. a little bit the vision loss, right? So we can right, exactly. start to think about how this technology can actually accommodate these uh, these folks. So, you know, macular degeneration, you know, for a lot of people means that you get some central scotomas, some obstacles in your central vision. And it can right. take, you know, various shapes and sizes, um, you know, sometimes semi-transparent, sometimes not. So it's very individual to the person experiencing it one thing is consistent right one thing is consistent across all patients because of that central scotoma that central vision loss you know if a person's trying to read some text well the macular part of the eye is the responsible part for the detail and when you're trying to read text and that's the part that's obscured somehow it can make it incredibly difficult to figure out what that word is if three or four of those letters are missing
2: And don't forget, a lot of our audience, actually, that's, I mean, they're living that, Richard. Like it's, thats right. so that's why this information is really important, but, you know, keep going. It's just, it's, it's good stuff.
3: So then imagine, so imagine if you're trying to read a word and three or four letters, you know, you can't quite make them out because of this central scotoma obstruction in your central view. So what, what we, what they figured out, you know, 40 odd years ago was that, well, if we use magnification, You can make the letters large enough that you can see them around that obstacle. And that's really what magnification does. Every one of the magnification products that we have is basically that principle. It's let me make it bigger so you can see around that scotoma and then you can still read the word or the letter, you know, the detail that you want to read. Gotcha. And then the other part here, the other important part here is contrast. So as I mentioned earlier, with these with central scotomas, sometimes it's you know completely blacked out, and otherwise it's just a loss of contrast. And and this will depend very much on the individual and even the eye condition to some degree. But generally speaking, there could be some loss of contrast. So having uh increased contrast, having a more bold, you know, black lettering, for example, on a white background can do you know wonders for people with macular degeneration. And other eye diseases. So those two things are really critical to any technology that's aiming to try and provide access to print, which is what these ultimately are trying to achieve. And then the third component to that is lighting. You know, lighting alone without magnification can often be good enough for someone to start reading their mail, particularly in very mild vision loss. Just good lighting make an enormous difference to being able to read something and not read something i mean we've all been in the restaurant you know trying to read the menu and, yep. and not being able to see it and you right. get your, your your phone out put the flashlight on and all of a sudden you can read it well the same principle applies with, with vision loss that if you introduce good lighting you can generally get good access to the to the letters and yes you may have still some central scotomas some central obtrusions there that are not allowing you to see some detail but that's where we add the layers of magnification and then contrast to provide really a good level of access to whatever print that someone might be trying to read.
2: So magnification, key, bigger letters, contrast, like you said, and you know, when I speak with uh, a lot of our constituents and folks who call the Support Site Foundation to learn more, you know, once they find out they've been diagnosed, or even if they've had it for a while, they still, you know, have questions. So contrast, black on white, white on black, you know, blue on black. There's a, there's a variety of them, as you said.
3: That's one of the technology advances that have happened over the years. Is It's not just an enhancement of, you know, making the text blacker or the, the paper whiter in terms of the visual enhancement, but they've been able to introduce all types of different color combinations, That's which great. means you can really customize it now to the very specific need of a patient because again as i mentioned every patient will experience this slightly differently and while yellow might work for somebody for the next person that it appears to have exactly the same condition they won't they will not like yellow and so having these you know an array of different color combinations for contrast can can do wonders
2: Right. And and then light. So magnification, contrast, and light. And it sounds like these, you know, I think it's important for people to know that these products, as your vision changes, you know, as you proceed from maybe early stage MACD to, you know, late or intermediate, you know, these products Will the, you can increase the magnification, right? Maybe a different contrast color is something you need than you needed five years ago.
3: You asked the question, "What was the technology like forty years ago?" And it wasn't very advanced. It was a you know glass magnifier and maybe a, a, a bolted on light somehow that provided some magnification <laughs> for you. Well, now, you know, the types of devices, for example, that Vespero has to offer for its brands, we have digital magnification now, right? Not optical magnification. So we can remove the distortion from a rounded magnifier and digitize it on a flat screen, provide much more field of view. In other words, get more text on the screen. So it's much easier to read, much more comfortable. Mm. And now because it's a digital image... You know, that, ma- that handheld magnifier, you, you'd have to have one in 3X and one in 5X and one in 10X, depending on what size text that you were trying yeah, to read. Yeah, the
2: old way. Right. Right. When you we, do
3: yeah. it the old way. So now with these digital magnifiers, you know, they have they've removed the distortion. You've got none of that curvature anymore. And because it's digital, we can control or offer various levels of magnification. You know, we have some devices, you know, something like 2X to 70X. Wow. You know, so there's an enormous amount of magnification that's available now in these technologies.
2: That's great. So so I love what you're doing here also for people who are listening because I think when people hear the word technology, they think, oh, my God, you know, I've got to learn all this. How can I do that? I can't even see, you know, are the buttons, you know, I could barely, you know, I struggle with my smartphone or my iPhone, you know, are the you know, where, how can I find the buttons, et cetera. So from a functional kind of design standpoint, you know, talk to us about the, is it easy or easy for people to use? How's that go?
3: So this, this is probably one of the largest areas we focus on as a company is the user experience. So I, I, I had a grandfather that had some vision loss a few years ago. It was typical. I think it's a very typical story in the, you know, again, my grandfather, he had, uh, he was diagnosed and with an eye disease. It was two years after the diagnosis that the family, it became known by the family and the, and I found out about it two years. Wow. So it, you know, this is the tragedy of, mm. you know, people that are experiencing vision loss that don't have, you know, aren't aware that these tools exist and then they, you know, they, they they retreat. My grandfather was an avid horse better. He would read the form in the newspaper every day, you know, make his five pound bet, as it, you know, five pound packet over in England, <laughs> five <laughs> pound bet, and you know, he might win 550 or whatever and go on to the next day. Well,
2: that's small print, by the way. <laughs> that is,
3: newspapers are the worst example. It's, yeah, it's yeah. you know, we talk about contrast, right? It's not high right. contrast, it's not large print. It's all the things going against you. And so, you know, it's very hard for people to self-identify as needing the help. And I think initially my grandfather was kind of using my grandmother here and there to help him through it. But I think that became, you know, more and more tiresome, like, I don't really want to have to rely on somebody else to get me the information. And because he wasn't aware of any tools to help him, he, he just simply stopped doing the things that he once loved. And that was the part that people began to notice and then try and investigate it. And, you know, my grandfather was 88 and, you know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. So, yeah, Rad,
4: that, that's you know, true, at Rad. least it's
3: hard to do that. So, um, right. you know, and, and it's like I said, for him, it was hard for him to, I think, self-accept to identify as, you know, yes, I'm going to have to go through some vision loss. And and without the awareness of what tools were there, it's easy to lose hope, Right. So, yep. you know, once, once I found out, we started to introduce some tools and I started with the handheld magnifier, uh, an optical magnifier, mainly because it's, it's, non-threatening. It's not, you know, it doesn't have any buttons, right? It's just, you just place yep. it over the text and you, and it magnifies it. it, illuminates it and magnifies it. Mm-hmm. It's a tradition. It's a technology my grandfather would have been aware of and wouldn't right. have been intimidated by. Right. So we started them out with that. Um, and then we introduced them to a Ruby which I, I know you're familiar with, which is a, a Ruby handheld magnifier manufactured by Freedom Scientific. And these come in a couple of different variants, shapes and sizes, but they're designed to be very small, very compact, have a handle and really emulate the experience of what an optical magnifier would be. But you get the digital image, you get the contrast enhancement, and you get bright LED lights all built into that one device.
2: So you kind of baby stepped it with him then.
3: We did a baby step, yeah. We didn't want to expose necessarily him to. I mean, you know, my grandfather didn't have a smartphone. He didn't have a flip phone. They had a home phone,
2: <laughs> so he had
3: he had no reference of technology. So we, you know, we had to take a, a slower step with him, and we did, and we worked. And you're familiar with the Ruby Ruby handheld magnifier is yeah. one of the simplest video awesome. magnifiers it's on awesome the market, product. right? The yep. contrast, the design, uh, the the buttons and the controls are designed really effectively. They're very simple to use. They're very intuitive. Even for someone like my grandfather who had, you know, never even picked up a smartphone, right? Mm -hmm. You know, anything with a screen would scare him unless it was the television. Right, right. So (laughs) so um (laughs) you know that was you know that was his life. So and then introducing that Ruby when we did, he began to use it. And it made an enormous difference to, to him you know being able to read again and just generally being independent, but but your your point is a good one. I mean the amount of work and, and effort that we put into making sure that the device is very intuitive and very simple to use. And at the end of the day, you know, it doesn't have to be that complicated. Yes, yeah, some people do want additional tools and and more effectiveness from these from these devices that we offer, but fundamentally it's let's make it a little bigger so we can get that text around that scotoma. Let's right. increase increase that contrast a little bit so it pops the letters, makes it easy to read. And then finally let's get some nice bright LEDs on the text so it, it really makes it pop and really makes it easy to read. And once you do those things, it's, right. it's self evident to the people using it.
2: So you did teach an old dog a new trick or two, which see I think that gives Don't tell people it now. hope. <laughs> It does give people hope because I think look, that's what life's about, especially with vision loss. I mean, it's so, as you know, just being in the field and also having family member and and isn't it ironic that, you know, I'm sure he knows what his grandson does for a living and you know, and yet it took him two years or more, right?
3: <laughs> well, that you know, that's the battle. I mean, most of my family, I'm not sure they actually know what I do, right? They know I work in the field of 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 vision. Tools, I think. I'm not sure. Vision loss, maybe vision loss. But yeah. you know, the, these types of tools just aren't. It's not like you can go to a Walmart or Costco, or you know, and and they're on the shelf, and so you automatically have an awareness about. Oh, that would be a tool if I ever lose my vision. I can come here and buy these tools. Well, that that's not how this you know works. It's fortunately, it's a very small percent of the population that does get impacted by this. But the people that are impacted by it, they're not alone. You know, there there right. is a sizable fairly sizable audience of people that are going through this and what that means is, is fortunately the people that came before you have helped define the technology to make it better so when you are experiencing this you're going to get better tools
2: Yep. So I want to put a fine point on what you said too. When, you know, a couple more things we want to make sure that you have a chance to bring up while we're talking on this topic. And I hope folks are, you know, learning some things that they I'm sure they are that they didn't know before, but where do you buy a ruby? You know, because the awareness needs to be raised. And you go to your retina doc and maybe your your caregiver, your daughter takes you to your appointment, you get your shot for Wet MACD, mm-hmm. you go home. You know, again, we talked about how there's a disconnect with the medical providers. And, you know, from my point of view, that's gonna be a, that's a definitely an area where Support Site Foundation is trying to make a huge change and a huge difference. So now you're aware that there are these things out there. So but you can't see, you need to go on the internet. Where do you find them? How do you buy them? How do you try them? Uh, you know, how does that work?
3: What I hope you know, through efforts like this is that we make more people aware that Ada tools do exist and just ask right. your doctor. Because asking the doctor, I mean, the doctor is going to be the gatekeeper to this. And even if they just hand you a flyer, you know, yeah. here's some technology that might help. And then
1: we can kind of
3: take it from there. You know, once someone's been introduced to the fact that this stuff does exist, you know, we, as I said, we've got these three brands that operate slightly differently in the type of technology that they have. Freedom Scientific, for example, is very much focused as a priority on uh, kind of total blindness and tools for total blindness. So they have screen readers for a computer. So if someone's lost, you know, all their vision and they want to continue to use a computer we have software that allows them to do that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, depending on the, the patient need, make the technology, break the technology down into very simple elements to under, so people can easily understand how that technology can help them. And Good. once we've done that, you know, that that's kind of step one. Step two is there isn't just one product out there. Right. You know, that's a silver bullet. You know, you've got to think about it more of kind of what tools do I need in my toolbox for me to function daily, depending on what on what daily challenges I'm trying to overcome. And then what we find is there's very specific products designed to do more specific things. So as I mentioned earlier, a Ruby would be, you know, a very easy handheld magnifier that you would, you could put it in your pocket, walk around the house with it, get it out when you need it. You could take it to the restaurant. You could take it to the supermarket. And so that process is, you know, a key ingredient. So, so
2: it's task-driven.
3: It's task-driven. And as right. a result of it being task-driven we would like to spend a little time with you to make sure what we don't want to do is sell you something. It not work. You get frustrated because now there's another barrier, right? Right. Because it's solve. like you said,
2: it's not, a, there's not a silver bullet. Everybody it's individualized depending on what's going on with your own, your eyes and yours condition. And also, you know, you can't cut a steak. You don't want to cut a steak with a butter knife.
3: So yeah. that's. I mean, that really is an analogy here. And, and and so what we have to understand is, are you trying to eat steak? You know, what yeah. are you trying to do? Um, and then from there, you know, what we would like to do is typically the brands I mentioned earlier, Enhanced Vision, Freedom Scientific and Optelec, the way we go to market, the way we try and support customers is regionally and locally, because we actually want to get in front of you, ideally, and... We have a very large network of, of what we call dealers. They're representatives of all those brands. And, you know, they have all this technology readily available, often in the back of a car or in the back of a van that they can wheel out, bring it onto your dining room table. You go get some examples of what you're trying to do on a daily basis. And then we can easily pick out, okay, which products are going to help. You know, you do your banking, or you write a check, or you do your painting, or you know your crosswords, or what, whatever it is that you are trying to do, because one size doesn't fit all. In this case, we have to be selective, and so that process is important. So, I would always encourage. You know, we have a a dealer locator on each of the uh, websites of the brands that we have to offer, and that puts you immediately in touch with the local representation that can come out and introduce you to. You know the basic technologies, there's some more advanced features on there, to, again, depend on the on the on the daily needs that you have.
2: yeah, and
3: that seems to be the most effective way because it's more of the consultative you know assessment of what your challenges are that we can then help you fit into a product that we know is going to work. The last thing we want to do is create an additional barrier to your vision loss.
2: Absolutely. So in summary, I think what I, you know the takeaway is, in terms of pursuing what might work for them, right you need to get out you need to find a dealer in your state or in your you know yep. region and that's available online at sparrows.com right and yep. also you need to it's a process you know you don't very few people go out and buy a car in 5 minutes you know this is a process you have to try it you have to see how it works for you F- see you know figure it out and it's it sounds like it's one of those things that's like a journey you know
3: it is and it doesn't have to be a long journey right. but it, it, it certainly has to be a couple of steps it, it, right. it, just to get the best out of the technology and the and the fit for the individual it's a process worth going through a little bit invested up a little bit of time and effort invested up front that way Doing it the right way. And I'm you know, I'm only talking an hour or two. Right. You, know, you can easily bring somebody, one of those dealers into your home. Like I said, they bring all the different technology. We I mean we have a portfolio of, I don't know, forty or fifty different products, you mm-hmm. know, that do various different things, whether it's magnification and contrast, some even read the text to you as well, which is a nice option for many. It's easy to get eye fatigue if you're trying to do a lot of reading. So the text to speech mm-hmm. comes into play really nicely. So it's worth doing that hour with somebody and say, you know, tell me what you're trying to do on a, on a daily basis. What are the challenges that you're having as a result of your vision loss? And then let me get some devices out. Let me get some technology on the table. Bring those examples to the table and let's assess which ones work best to, for you to overcome that challenge. And, and we rarely miss, you know, yep. we, we, there's always something that works. We just sometimes have to go through, you know, half an hour of figuring that out
2: yeah figuring it out and then you know then there's the training cuz you know you, every, look when you when you yeah. no matter what age you are and what's going on with you when there's something new i mean i get a new laptop or a new piece of technology phone i have you have to spend time with it you have to practice somebody oh. has to teach you you know it's and that's, yeah. the,
3: that's the benefit of using the dealer network i mean these are highly trained represent representatives of vispero and the equipment mm-hmm. that they serve they know those products really well they've seen you know, they've they've been with other clients and patients and gone through the same process many, many times. You know, they're, they're, they're very experienced. And so they can really tailor it. And and by the way, because they're there, you know, they're going to show. I'm, so I'm not one for, you know, opening an instruction manual yeah, me and either. reading it front it. to back. <laughs> and then imagine if you're visually impaired on top of that. And you've just got this new device that's supposed to help you read, but now you've got to figure out how to use the device by reading the manual.
2: Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's,
3: that's, that's like, well, how do we solve that? And that's why these dealers are so important into this process because a, you know, their first responsibility is, you know, what what are your challenges? Let's try and figure out which technology or which product would best overcome that. And by the way, once we've narrowed in on that, now let's spend a bit of time so I can help you figure out this is how you use it. You know, this is what the button does, this is what this does, this is that part's equally as important. And that's why the dealers are so so important to the process. That's
2: great. So that's perfect. So now we're getting the the full picture here. And I I the last question I'm gonna ask you, and then you know, maybe just kind of wrap this up by telling us about the sparrow's philosophy, you know, the company a little more so people get familiar with and and want to check it out. But I'm sure everyone's thinking like, are these things affordable? You know, is this like, you know, how do, does Medicare pay for it? Like, how, what about that piece? What but-
3: I would say there is there is work going on from a Medicaid perspective. Now, there are numerous other resources that are available. For example, the most obvious one is the VA. If mm-hmm. you're a veteran and you're experiencing vision loss at all, They have wonderful programs, really unparalleled in my view, to to provide the right accommodations, do the assessments. Right. And really double click down into into those needs. But there are others. I mean, there are state agencies around the country that have some funding models. You know, typically this type of technology might range from a couple of hundred bucks up to a couple of thousand bucks. And actually a little a little higher. But again, that's gonna be really dependent on on your use case. And, And what I mean by that is Like if if you're an avid reader, you know you're reading a book or two a week or more, or certainly was before your vision loss. Mm -hmm. um, Assuming that you're going to want to invest in in bringing that back into your life, the type of device that you might need is you're going to want something with a larger screen. And typically, this technology, as the screen gets bigger, because you know it's all about how much text can I fit on a on the screen to help help me read it, and so Mm -hmm. I don't get fatigue. And if you know, if you can imagine for a moment, you've got vision loss, you're looking at a small magnifier, great to find out, you know, what's on the menu at the restaurant real quick, you know, 30 seconds or so, or what the price on the supermarket shelf is. But you're not going to read a book with a right. small digital magnifier, you need a, a larger right. device. That gets old real fast. So having the ability to display, you know, a couple of sentences potentially on a much larger screen in a, in a text size that you can read is going to be very comfortable, you know, over a period of time to do. So if that's important to you, presumably it's worth investing a little more to bring that back into your life.
5: Absolutely. The more simple
3: accommodations like the Ruby, the handheld magnifiers, are available for a few hundred bucks. And, you know, I mean, these the great thing about these things is they're going to lock, you know, it's the type of device that you're going to keep for five or ten years, right? Right, right. Um, Unless there's some progressive change within your eye condition that you're going to have to move to a different device, which, which again, is another reason why those dealers regionally located around the country are there to help um, on that life journey, um, so to speak.
2: Good. So... The point on that one, just to, to recap, is that it, it is affordable. It depends on you know where people are in, in their lives in terms of income. But I think what I really hear you saying is the the message people, I hope, get from a lot of this conversation is that when you can't see investing in a tool, investing in the technology that's out there and accessible for you to improve your life, help yourself, be able to read, be able to do crafts, be able to do the things you enjoy. Look at the pictures of your grandkids or, you know, especially now with COVID, it's so isolating.
3: Put a price on quality of life. Yeah, exactly. And your independence. Yeah. You know, I think about my grandfather and I mean, he got a small discount from me, but not too
2: much. (laughs) Family and friends, right?
3: Once we got the technology in front of him, you know, once that gives you your independence and a standard of quality life, I mean, he would have invested 500 bucks all day long, like over and over again, if it meant, you know, regaining what he was able to get back. And so, you know, it it is challenging for us. As I said earlier, the fortunate thing is vision loss is, is not terribly prevalent, meaning there aren't millions of people. Actually, there are millions. There are actually tens of millions. And, And so, you know, we're not manufacturing iPhones, you know, so to speak, and the volumes are so high, and the costs are so low, and and I, I should make I should make the point that Vispero, this is all Vispero does, and all we've ever done.
5: Mm-hmm. You know, we
3: we don't have other interests in different business segments or anything of that nature. We are entirely dedicated to providing greater access for those with vision loss.
2: So that's a great way to kind of segue, and and this has been really informative, Richard. I think that one of the things from my chair that I would love people to know is that these devices are life changing and game game changers. and, and your family, your friends, it's not, it's, it's, everyone's impacted as we know with macular degeneration. And, you know, we get calls all the time at the foundation of people telling us that, Thank you for the information. Uh, you know, we have an assistive technology guide. You know, thank you for that because I got one of those. And by the way, I can read my mail now and my you know daughter doesn't have to come over every two days. No. And, you know, even simple things like that. So life changing. Thank God Vespero's out there. And we also appreciate the sponsorship of my MACD life, of by course. the way.
3: Anything that helps increase the awareness.
2: Uh, thank you. So Thanks a lot for being here today. You're very welcome. My back life. My back life. My back life.
0: Hi, this is Christine Petty, and I want to share with you a book that I was listening to. It's an audiobook, The Memoir of Norman Lear. It's called even this i get to experience and i liked the title but i didn't realize how much until i got deeper into the book and he explained the title because he he used it in reference to a point in his life where he was going through something pretty pretty hard and pretty negative i think i think it was an illness in the middle of all of it he thought to himself even this I get to experience, meaning there was a certain degree of gratitude, a certain degree of wonderment. And I thought to myself, you know, I, something is ringing a bell. And it, it reminded me that whenever I get uh, a, a new downturn in my vision, a new little portion of my field of vision that doesn't look right, I'll go, what's that? Wow. Wow. Amazing! Look what happens. How this vibrates and that glows and da-da-da. and I have a moment of just wonderment and look at what's happening. Isn't that something? Now, of course, it's 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 immediately replaced with oh my god, oh my god, with fear and panic and dread and loathing and anxiety and you know you fill in all the other blanks. But it, maybe it took someone who who I so respect to find those words. Even this I get to experience to to allow me to think about what i'm going through in a slightly different way because think about it you you know you, if you're going through challenges with your eyes yeah these are hard and these are negative and they're difficult but these are the challenges that are going to happen in life we get the highs we get the lows these are the things that That give us texture, that give our life and the tapestry of our life depth and give it fiber. And I, I just think that it might be helpful to look at it that way. Because life is full of wonderful highs, but boy, is it full of difficult lows. And yes, it's also full of boring stuff. We get to experience it all. And if you're going through a negative circumstance with your eyes, see if there isn't a moment, a part of it, a portion of it, an instant of it that you can't say, even this I get to experience because look, I'm still here. You know, we're still here. Didn't kill me. And he also has a, a, a wonderful way of looking at things in his life as separate lives. He was talking about being in the Air Force in World War II. It was terrible. He was not a he was not a pilot, but he was up on all the missions in, in these bombers and there was death and carnage everywhere. But he never once thought to himself, uh, oh, I could die. This could be the end of me. He never thought that. He always considered it Uh, to be just one of his many lives. He had a life as a high school student. He had a life as a barker on Coney Island. He had a life as a kid in wherever Brooklyn. And so this was another life. And, or I like to call it a chapter. He didn't think it would kill him. He didn't think for a minute it was going to kill him. And it could have killed him. Now, of course, going through what we're going through with vision challenges, you know, we think it could kill us because the emotional strain is exhausting, but it's not going to kill us. And why do we think that, or I'm, I don't want to speak for you, but I'll speak for myself, that you know this moment is going to lead to a, a worse, worser moment or a worser moment or a harder moment. Maybe I should just consider what I'm going through right now as one of the lives I'm leading. And it may conclude and then I will start another life. And who's to say that that life I start is not the life of somebody who totally rocks it, who totally gets a grip and knows how to handle it. And it no longer becomes the, the foremost thing in my mind. Something else takes priority over not being able to see or not being able to see well. Why am I living in a, a moment and saying, this moment is informing the rest of my life, period. Yes, all our previous moments do inform the rest of our life, but they are not not each of them solely responsible for the rest of our life. They work together, and I found it very helpful. And I also love the fact, of course, that he is a, a television genius. He changed the face of television with All in the Family and Good Times and One Day at a Time and Maud. And I've respected his work and his comedy. And it's the comedy that 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 makes me love the fact that this funny man is also a deep thinker, because funny people usually are. So that was just just sort of the frosting on the cake for me. His book is called... Even This I Get to Experience by Norman Lear. He's 98 years old, and uh, it's available wherever you get your audiobooks. Thank you for listening, everybody. I'm Christine Petty.
2: My MACD life. Ah.
1: So what I'd like to talk about today is living the MACD life, living with macular degeneration. How do you maintain hope? How do you maintain hope? And I think it's a very interesting question. So I'd like to talk about some ways of maintaining hope. And it actually spells out the letters hope, H, O, P, and E. So let's talk about the H first. It's actually a couple of H's that I think are really important. First of all, hope. Now under the H of hope, I think that you can think, well, I can have a bright and productive future just to share with you many years ago. I was suddenly and tragically lost my wife of 32 years and I became a widower. And it was a tragic moment in my life that I'll never forget, obviously. But during that time, as I was going through my healing journey, I remember very specifically sitting in my living room thinking, I'm sad now, I'm grieving now, but I know that in the future, I'll have a bright and happy life. I know in the future, I'll have a bright and happy life. So if you're struggling with MACD, if you're struggling with vision loss, just know that there is hope for a bright and productive future. Another H is how. And the great thing is with technology, there's, there's lots of great tools that you can use in order to live the best life possible with readers and all sorts of tools that we'll talk about in the show. About how to help you live the best life by having tools that, that provided for you through technology in order to live the best life possible. So that's the H. Next is O. And under oh, I like to talk about orientation. I think one of the things you really want to think about is what are the roles of the people in your life? So what are the roles of your doctors, of your nurses? What are the roles of family and friends? What are the roles of people can play? They can be your coaches. They can be your encouragers. They can be your motivation. So in terms of your life orientation, who are people that can help you through their various roles? What roles can your doctor serve? How can he or she help you? How can your nurse help you? How can your family help you? How can your friends help you? Can you get coaching? So that's the O in the HOPE formula. Then we have the P. And I think the P is really important in this particular case because when you learn these new skills, learning new technology, for example, you have to practice. So the P is for practice. So the importance of practicing is really important to gain those new skills. And each time you try those new tools and technology, you're going to get better at it. And then also plans. You know, what are your plans for treatment? Work proactively with your doctor to determine what can we do in terms of nutrition? What can we do in terms of exercise? What can we do in terms of medication? Are there any surgical interventions or medical interventions or pharmaceutical interventions that we can use to help you get where you need to go? So that's the P is having that practice and having plans. And lastly is the E there's actually two E's. One is engagement. So there's a lot of great organizations out there. So why not engage with local and state and national vision loss resources to help you move forward? And what we found is there's a lot of great resources out there, like the Support Site Foundation, as an example. But there's lots of others too. So just have someone Google, if you can't see your screen well enough, have someone Google for you to find out what are some national organizations out there that can help you move forward? And then education. You know, I always say that a big part of motivation and inspiration is education. What can you do to educate yourself? What are tools and techniques you can use to live with hope? So if you make this decision, even though this is a devastating diagnosis with macular degeneration, and losing your vision can be devastating, It doesn't mean you can't lead a great life. It doesn't mean you can't find joy again. It doesn't mean that you can't live with the disability. You know, it may be your new normal, but you can live an amazing, beautiful life just by addressing hope. So hopefully that's helpful for you. Those tips, if you apply them, can really make a fundamental difference in your life, living the MACD life. So, Don, I'm so excited about today's assistive technology piece. And do you know why? Why, Sean? Because this is what I actually know about. I've actually met this piece of technology. And the first time I saw it, it really reminded me of a, like a little miniature C3PO. It's like science fiction because the things that it does is just unbelievable. You're know, reading in different languages and it's just so small and compact and portable. So, so tell tell folks a little bit about a little bit more about the Clear Reader?
2: So yeah, well, first of all, I'm totally psyched that you know this one and you're exactly right. It's cute and adorable and, and it's easy to, you can take it anywhere in your home or anywhere you go and it's under the category of reader. So all it does is read. It doesn't have a screen and you just push a button, put a document under the camera, push a button, it reads it back to you. can slow it down or speed it up or make it repeat. I think folks, actually, I know that this is one of the most popular devices out there. So I think a lot of our audience is going to be familiar with it. And if they're not, they'll learn a lot more about it.
5: All right. Well, good afternoon. My name is Bill Kilroy. I'm Vispero's Senior Sales Director for the Northeast, and I'm joined by my colleague, Mike Wood, Strategic Accounts Manager for Education for Vispero. Hey, everybody. Mike and I are very pleased to be on this podcast, My MACD Life, and we hope to tell you a little bit more about our organization and the types of tools we produce. Vispero is the world's largest assistive technology for the visually impaired. Our field of specialty Is assistive technology in our world for Vespero? That means serving people with our products who are blind or low vision. Throughout this podcast, we hope to highlight key products in our line that can enhance people's lives, and we look forward to speaking with you.
4: Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, Bill and Mike back here today. We're going to be talking about the Clear Reader, which is an Optilec product, and. This product is a portable scanning and reading unit. So, what this allows you to do is take any text based material that you have and quickly and easily scan it in and then have it read out loud to you. Uh, This has 59 high quality reading voices that are very easy to change. You actually can read 31 different languages with this unit. Uh, So, it's very versatile for that. It's an all in one unit as well. So, everything's there that you need. It's got built in stereo speakers. You've got a headphone connector if you're somewhere where you should be quiet, like in a library or somewhere like that. You can save documents that you scan to the unit. You have an HDMI port to output. So if you want to view the text that you are scanning and having read back to you, you can do so. Uh, There's also a USB port and an SD memory card slot. It does have a lithium-ion battery that's rechargeable, and that'll give you about five hours of continuous use. It's foldable, and it has a built-in carrying handle. This weighs just under five and a half pounds. It comes in at 5.4 pounds. So it's fairly lightweight and you can customize everything on there as far as the volume and the speed of the text being read back to you. And if you do plug it into an external monitor, you can actually customize the color and contrast of that as well. I think the thing that people like the most about this is that it is an all-in-one unit. And I've got a lot of Friends of mine that are totally blind that actually use this because it's very simple and easy to use. Just has a few buttons, so it's not very complex to learn. Uh, Bill, how about yourself? Have you uh, had any customer feedback on this unit? Well, the customer
5: feedback that I've gotten on the Clear Reader is is very positive. I think the first thing that stands out about the Clear Reader is it reminds you of a you know any other consumer electronic device in your home. It kind of reminds me of a, a Bose radio, so it's nice looking device. I don't think anybody would suspect that this was a scanning and reading device to aid somebody with vision loss. And and the other great thing about uh, the clear reader is just how how easy it is to use. You're basically just putting a, a piece of paper up against the unit itself, pressing one button, listening to a tone, and then listening to the person read back that information. The other thing that's really great about the Clear Reader and some of our other um, scanning and reading devices is that it is multilingual. So I've had many occasions where the people that I'm showing this to might speak a second language. They might get a, a newspaper or a periodical in, in a different language. So maybe, you know, most of the stuff they scan is in English, but they might be scanning and reading uh, a periodical or a document that might be Italian, French, German, Polish, etc. So it's versatile for those individuals that want that level of flexibility. And again, I I can't underscore how easy it is to use. You don't need to be a computer-centric person in order to use it. It's plug it in or or turn it on. This one is battery-operated. And then start scanning and reading and listening. It's a great product to you know, remain independent.
4: you know, I got to say, I just uh, actually sold one of these to a friend of mine that was wanting to cook more with everything, you know, being kind of quarantined at home. And she was having a hard time reading her recipes and, you know, scanning in something like a recipe can be very difficult because you've got, you know, pictures of the, you know, the final product in these cookbooks oftentimes, and you've got kind of a list of the ingredients and the measurements and then the instructions in a separate area and this does really well at figuring out what's on the screen and what it, what order it should be reading things in. So she was really impressed with it, ended up purchasing it for, for recipes, just for reading recipes. And I uh, should say the price on the Clear Reader Plus is $1,995 retail price. And if you want to learn more about it, feel free to check out our website at www.vispiro.com. That's www.vispiro.com. V-I-S-P-E-R-O.com or give our customer service team a call. They're always happy to help. They're at 1-800-444-4443.
2: Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. We're really glad you're here. Please come back.
1: Yeah, and it's definitely a privilege and a pleasure. And remember, for more information, please go to mymacdlife.org. We have all sorts of resources and info there for patients who have MACD and their families. And remember to join us next time on My MACD Life. This program is empowered by the Support Sight Foundation. The Support Sight Foundation's mission is to save sight for millions of people who suffer from age-related macular degeneration, AMD, and lose their precious vision. As a 501 c public charity... Our goal is to provide patient education and access to low vision resources to help individuals, families, and caregivers whose lives are severely impacted by AMD. We place a high priority on connecting with people, their families, and loved ones who live with the daily struggle of impaired vision. To learn more, go to www.supportsitefoundation.org. Again, that's www.supportsitefoundation.org.
0: Thanks for being with us on My MacD Life, the podcast with a vision to bring hope, optimism, perspective, and education to our listeners. For more information and many great, incredible resources, visit mymacdlife.org. This program is supported by amazing listeners like you. During the season of giving, please consider a donation to keep our mission moving forward. Remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, keep living with hope.